Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. I just want to laugh for the next 15 minutes <laughs> because I know a guest is coming on and she just made me laugh so hard. I'm trying not to choke on my apple. <laughs> We're just going to laugh and you'll, you'll listen to us laugh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, Lord. Okay. I want to bring back to beating cancer daily. One of my favorite guests of all time, you know, her comedian, Missy Hall and breast cancer survivor, Missy Hall. I hope you have heard all prior 13 episodes. We are now on episode 14, just hanging out with Missy out of the over 200 episodes that we've done so far of beating cancer daily, but Missy has been the epicenter of today is her 14th episode. And you guys just keep telling us that you want more Missy. So she's back. Hello. I am so happy to be here. I can't believe this is the 14th time. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you should call it like it's the Louis the Fourteenth time. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped into my head. It's the Louis the Fourteenth time. Fourteenth. I think you're doing British, and I think Louis was French. Oops, I only have one. I only have one accent. <laughs> no, you have your lumpectomy dock worker accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get that callback joke that was because on the prior episode episode 13 <laughs> missy decided to explore the different surgical names and what accents the surgical and the different processes having a breast cancer treatment having her head when she hears them and it's you could just got to go here and i don't i don't want to ruin it for you, you got to go back to episode 13 but why we were laughing with the microphone on was because I was eating an apple before we started because <laughs> I said that my in-laws gave me a whole bag of freshly picked apples and I feel competitive with this bag of apples that I have to finish them. And then Missy, what did you say about fruit? There's to me nothing more stressful than having fresh <laughs> I can't even let you get it out. <laughs> or having a pet because you have to eat it before it dies. And you just, oh my gosh. I And we'll have vegetables in the produce store and I'll wake up and I'll look at my husband like, we have to eat this today <laughs> or it's going to go bad and we're wasting. And it's... <laughs> Stressful. Wait, 
think, do you know how many times I've tried to join a fruit co-op <laughs> and a vegetable co-op? That is old. That's like anxiety attack stress because they come with those big boxes. It's not like a little drawer in the fruit produce drawer. They give you more fruits and vegetables than you could ever fit in your refrigerator. And then you don't know what to do with them. And they're rotting by the second. <laughs> it's it's the worst. It's, I grew a tomato plant this summer and it was unbelievably stressful. Because <laughs> everybody's like, garden, it'll relax you and you'll have your fresh fruit. No, it's horrible because stuff. <laughs> Wait, wait. She just went through breast cancer treatment <laughs> and the transference of stress to a potted tomato plant is somehow really funny to me because if you haven't heard any of the episodes and if you go back to the first episode, this crazy person went on stage four days after to perform comedy after she had surgery. And now she's telling me that nurturing a tomato plant was more stressful than her cancer experience. <laughs> Missy, all this is going on stage. All this is going into your set. And if you don't do the fruit anxiety thing, and you can, you can have my co-op joke. Oh, thank you. Yeah, take it, take it, take it. I and I wonder because so many of us going through this are going what well, I'm I'm going to take care of my body and part of doing that is with fruits and vegetables but they they have like a 47 second shelf life <laughs> and buy like they always come in piles and it's <laughs> terrifying. Wait wait I have what about the mandarin fish netting Oh. Mandarins that come in the fish netting. Right. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many of them. And you want, like, the thing is, is when I buy mandarins, I kind of want to, maybe my husband will want to, but there's. <laughs> you have to invite company over just to get rid of Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I want you to write it and 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 take everything we're talking about. And then I might just have to steal it for like a keynote. I oh, might just oh. have to do it for a keynote and just say that this this germinated on our podcast episode. But I just love this. This is everything I love about comedy. It's clean, it's relatable, it's funny. For anyone that's not heard. Missy's episodes, we always try to explore something within comedy and a comic perspective so that even though we're both breast cancer survivors, I had stage four and Missy's just come through. I'm many years out, 30 years misdiagnosed, 24 years since I was diagnosed and uh, 21 years clean, cancer-free. And Missy's just fresh off the cancer boat. So <laughs> so we really, we really try to take time in every episode to really show you behind the scenes on how 
comedy is created, how comedians develop their comic perspective, how we take tragedy and flip it on its head and find the humor in it. So we just usually do it more towards the end. And today, I don't know, we just got right into it. So hopefully you'll listen to more episodes and you'll hear all the beautiful antics and the humor of of Missy Hall. Yes. Oh, the the conversations. I just now remembered I have baby cucumbers in Cody's drawer. <laughs> and you don't want to lose a baby cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so funny about are you talking about the Kirby's, the little tiny ones? <laughs> Did you ever try to peel them with like a carrot peeler and they're so tiny you like nick your knuckle wired i've sliced my cuticle <laughs> the hazards the hazards of the baby cukes I know. It's <laughs> so funny the effort but it feels so good to laugh about it it feels so good. jackie jackie's our functional medicine expert who comes on and does all these great episodes and we just did another great recording with Jackie today and she just goes deep into things like the power of antioxidants and and vitamins and water and just brilliant episodes. So you've got to listen to Jackie's episodes too if you haven't, but I can't wait to play the fruit comedy back for her when you actually make this into a stage set because she will play it, I'm sure, in her seminars when she's talking about fruit and vegetables. <laughs> but I actually was excited by something I saw on your social media page, and that was that you and your husband are celebrating an anniversary. Yes, we have been married for five years, and it just feels so lovely to be with the person, well, to be with my person. You go through life and and if you are lucky, some people, their, their starter person is their person. But for me, Jeremy and I found each other later in life and we've been married for five years and it's pretty awesome. It's so cool because I have shared before that my relationship in cancer just blew up. The person could not support me. They couldn't handle it. And just to watch how Jeremy's just really been there for you through thick and thin of this thing, just by your side. And yeah. it is not easy being a caregiver. So if you are the patient listening and you have someone that partnered with you through this, go give them a hug when this is over, because I definitely didn't have that support system. Mine ran away and couldn't face it, just had tremendous fear. And ironically was a cancer survivor. What? I didn't know that part. Yeah. He since passed away and, and ended up coming back and apologizing, as I've mentioned before. But just to watch how Jeremy supported you has been so amazing. That's why I wanted to acknowledge your anniversary because the tribute that you gave to him online was just so beautiful and yummy. Like I wanted to crawl through my phone and just hug you both. 
Oh, thank you. I feel so lucky. And he tells me that he feels lucky like we, but I've had the advantage of the viewpoint of having my cancer in this chapter of my life. And when I think back in other places and stages of life that I've been, I am so grateful that it happened with Jeremy and he's been unbelievable. He's also, he's been hilarious as well, but he's just been unbelievably wonderful. I have to let people know that if they want to stalk you and Jeremy, they can. (laughs) You can't go to her house in Delaware, but I will tell you, you can, you can Facebook stalk them because they have a live date night on Facebook where you can actually eavesdrop in on their relationship because they they have their date night online live. And it's really cool. So <laughs> if you want to get all Missy's information and just become a super fan like I am, you can go to comedycures.org if you can't find her just online, you can go to comedycures.org and we'll send you her signature because I know a lot of people have just asked to begin following you since they get to know you on the podcast. But I had a question for you, Missy. How has the cancer experience changed your relationship with Jeremy? Good, bad, or indifferent? How did it it impact it? Because a lot of people have some seismic shifts and some of them, it can bring people closer and some, it can just make people estranged and everybody has their own, their own journey and has to deal with their own relationships. But just, I was curious, how did, how did that impact your guys' relationship? It was such a, the day that I had the, the lumpectomy, or I'm sorry, the biopsy, And I came out and told him that the doctor who performed it said, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm worried about this one. Seeing Jeremy's face, try to be strong. And then his eyes fill up with tears and he just slammed his hands on the steering wheel. And then he quickly tried to get himself together because he had, he felt like he had to be there for me. And it's one, I'm sorry, I'm weepy, but I'm watching you get so emotional right now. And that's so real. And it's, it's so beautiful. I can, like, I can still see it in my mind's eye. And all I could think of was, I'm so glad it's me that has this, because if I were getting the news that he had cancer, I would fall apart. And in the meantime, he's going, I wish it could be me. It was just, and I just want to celebrate that generosity of spirit right now, because not everyone is so blessed to be in a relationship where somebody wishes that they could take your pain away. And I had that it's an episode about healing hands that I did earlier on where someone actually begged for God to take the cancer from me and give it to them. And it's a really beautiful episode about that 
kind of deep, unconditional, unselfish love. And amazing that you have found that later in life. I just, I just feel like it needs to be honored. Like I feel like going, Oh, <laughs> like just an angel singing. Yes. And that was wonderful. And I will never underestimate the strength that that has given me. And it has truly made home and my relationship a safe landing spot. And I I pray for that for everyone to have that, that safe landing spot. And he's been particularly great when I'll just be like, I don't, I, I feel a little bit cranky today, or I feel a lot of anxiety today. He's been very good about going. That's understandable. Can we clone this dude? I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the same man. I will tell you, and this is just funny. Like I'm making fun of him because he would makes fun of himself for this too. When I had my second surgery, I was bandaged and bound up and I couldn't really use my arms. And we were going, I don't remember if we were going to a doctor's appointment or church or whatever. So we walk out to the car and he gets in and I'm standing by my car door and he's sitting in the car looking at me. Oh. Said, Honey, <laughs> could you open my door? I can't. I can't move it. He's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then he comes around, he opens the door. I get in the car. And he, I was like, he comes back around. I'm like, honey, could you shut the door? Oh, <laughs> you know, the poor guy couldn't, the, the physical stuff that I would laugh because I'd be like, I feel so obnoxious asking, but <laughs> like, could you open the door? Could you shut the door? <laughs> Could you buckle me in? Like things like that. And we were laughing hysterically, but it was very sweet. And it was nice to have those moments of laughter. Like I wasn't mad at him at all. It was just like, hey, <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I wanted to go back to that moment where you guys really were having that very personal exchange and he literally would have wished that he could have taken it away from you. And when yeah. you said that, I was like, that's like five toilet seats up points. Like, yes. <laughs> like yes. that was so big. You can leave that toilet seat up five times and I can fall in it and yes. not be mad at you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this man, if I looked at him, and I was like, I'm not eating any junk food. I need this, 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 and this. And an hour later, cry and be like, I need Cheez-Its. He would go out and get the Cheez-Its. Like he, <laughs> he, he has earned so many points. I haven't even told him because. I, does he know about the wife balance sheet? About He, that? he does. Okay. But I'm careful not to remind him. <laughs> 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 it's so funny it my is. husband is <laughs> when he he'll say a compliment he he just wasn't used to saying compliments he he just was not trained as a young boy in how to give compliments and so when we started dating he literally never gave a compliment 
And luckily, I have a strong enough ego and core that I was like, I know I look good. He doesn't have to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Have you noticed that I look gorgeous today? (laughs) (laughs) But it was it was so awkward. So I decided, okay, if I ever want a compliment, I'm going to have to teach him how to give a compliment. And it was so cute (laughs) because he would get a notion. Oh, this is a good time to give a compliment. Like you could see the whole thing as yes. if it were captions in his forehead. And then he would get so excited that he thought of the compliment that it was like he was gearing up to say <laughs> it. And then I got it. I got it. <laughs> he would blurt it out so fast just because he was so excited that he realized he should do it, that he had one, that he was going to do it. And then without even finishing the compliment, he would go, how'd I do? <laughs> it's like he's being newly socialized. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. He's like, okay, let's teach him basic socialization skills. Oh man. That is so sweet. No, but it reminded me of that because my husband went to school in the South And the first time he went out on a date with a Southern girl, she did not get out of that car. She sat in that car and waited and waited. And he was like, why is she not getting out of the car? And then he realized she wasn't going to get out of the car until he opened the door. And so from that day forward, he learned you always open the door and close the door for a woman. And she always goes through the door first. And that's very charming because it's like very Southern manners of him. And I always tease him and just say, gotta thank those Southern sorority girls (laughs) because I don't have to, I don't have to push a door open now. Yeah. It's the car door thing is funny because I, and I've mentioned it before. I'm 13 years older than my husband and of course had then dated men older than me. And I noticed Men in my age group and older tend to be car door openers and shutters. Younger men don't have that. Now, Jeremy is huge for opening an entry door anywhere else. And he does the grand arm gesture (laughs) after you. (laughs) I didn't know you were a cougar. Yeah, I know. I And it's so funny. Yeah, I didn't mean to be. But yes, he's 13 years younger than I am. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yes. Oh, that's a whole episode. Right. (laughs) Cancer cougars. Cancer cougars. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know that he gave you a card and you gave him a card. (laughs) You know, one of the gifts that Jeremy has is being very eloquent in writing notes and letters and in birthday cards, anniversary cards. He usually writes something very lovely and very meaningful. I usually do too. And what I'm noticing for me, and I didn't realize he was feeling this too, this period of time has been so fraught with emotion and rawness. I couldn't do it. Like my, my well is dry for the putting things out there without sobbing uncontrollably. 
right? Because before when we would write, I, I would never want to do life without you. This is the first time we had that glimmer of, oh, that's actually a thing that could happen. Whoa, that is so powerful. Yeah. I just want to take that in for a second. So, cause I'm a big card person and I love writing personalized notes and it made me laugh because my husband was not a card person and had to get trained in card buying. <laughs> it's like anytime I will say this to his mom, she's like, it's my fault. Like I did not do it. I sent him to boarding school. He never learned these <laughs> things. I take full responsibility, but now he's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the nicest guy, but there's just these little, little nuances. So just the fact that you guys were big, very um, verbose, very eloquent card writers to each other. And then when it came time for this anniversary and you went into that rack, because I'm such a visual person, you went into the card store to get cards or you thought about it and all those cards are just so dramatic yeah, and serious. I mean, there are some funny ones, but I'm talking about the real sappy ones. And now you're faced with what you've just been through which is this could potentially have been your last anniversary, God forbid. Right. And that felt really scary and too close and mm -hmm. yucky. Too soon, as we say in it, comedy. Yeah. Too it's, soon. It's ironic that the lovey mushy stuff was too soon. Yeah. You know, um, because we express that this just felt different. And I didn't realize he was on the same page. But I picked out a card for him that, that simply said, I will never murder you. <laughs> oh, my God. Please get a copy of that for me and send it to me because my daughter is a TV writer and she's written um, two years on a serial killer show where she had to kill people and think of murders every single week for two years. Oh my gosh. I will, <laughs> I will go grab one. <laughs> and I just think that will be the funniest card for her to give to her fiance. Yes, I will. Oh, I will <laughs> grab one for you. Um, and it was sweet because when Jeremy handed me his card, he's like, I didn't do mushy this year. So his card was like, I may not say it enough. And you open it up and a little hiney pops up and he's like, you've got a nice butt. <laughs> and, and he's, like, he's like, I really meant it. You have a very sweet butt. And we just left it at that and went to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it wasn't Denny's for the blue hair special. No, 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 no. I had somebody had given me a gift card for Cracker Barrel. I'm like, let's let's use this. Nobody. Aww. Oh, yeah. That is so great. Yeah. I I wish I could have seen the, your faces when you eat oh. that. But you guys are so communicative. You really have such a very open verbal relationship. You're both comedians. So 
you're really good at expressing yourselves, but sometimes comedians leave it all on the stage and their interpersonal communication is terrible. Yeah. I think that Jeremy and I had both had enough life experience with relationships and other things in life that we learned like, and we also, we, we were friends for probably four years before the idea of dating ever happened. And we genuinely liked each other. So talking was just never a problem. And we are both very good at just being completely blunt, sometimes to the point of ridiculously blunt and then, and, and then laughing. And that's been very, very helpful. So he doesn't mind when you bring your relationship to the stage and you don't mind when he brings the relationship to his stage when he's performing. Absolutely. Because when you think about it, I mean, he gets to joke about having an older wife. I get to joke about having a younger husband who's short. We joke about all kinds of stuff. We have a deal that if either of us ever has an objection to anything the other one is planning on saying, but neither one of us do. It's both of our styles of humor is just out there. But I have that same arrangement with my daughter. Like any, if I have a joke with you in it that you're not a fan of, I won't do it. And so, so we have that, but so far it's never been a line. Either one of us has crossed. How much do you think your comedy and comic perspective helped you get through your cancer journey? I absolutely can't imagine what it would have been like. I mean, I had my faith, right? I have my faith, which is huge. But when you are dealing with faith and fear happening at the same time, if you are lucky enough to be able to add some silly and laughter into that, I, I think that's the combination that saves you. I think getting to crack a joke in the middle of a procedure or, or, or after a procedure or during an exam, it, it just changes the whole room, right? It changes the energy in the whole room. And we know that laughing or giggling or even just feeling the delight when somebody says something funny, you can feel that change in your body. And I don't know that my outcome would have looked that different. I was very lucky, but definitely in terms of how quickly I've healed, how quickly I was able to get back on stage. And Your even relationship. Yeah. And, relationship. and even the relationship when Jeremy and I could laugh at, at my scars and taking the bandages off and seeing what was under there. And we could both laugh hysterically, even, even changes in libido yeah. have become funny. And those can be big, dark, dark places for people. I think especially women with their bodies and, and anything to do with, with being a sexual being, if you've got somebody that you can absolutely laugh with about those changes, it takes away the stress of things being different. I'm really glad that you talked about it. If you've never listened to an episode before, 
I started the Comedy Cures Foundation from my chemo chair, my first chemo treatment, April 1999. And I saw how integral comedy, play, laughter, and a comic perspective were in my life because I just had to book comics and scout comics for Dick Clark Productions before I ever got cancer. And I got to see how that just impacted me as a young professional in the entertainment business so many decades ago. And that's why I decided to start the Comedy Cures Foundation right when I was diagnosed because I felt that that had helped me so much in my life before cancer so that now that I was in this really intense battle for my life that this could only help me and possibly help transform a lot of other people. I felt like I had a really amazing secret and that I just wanted to share it with the world. And that's why in these episodes of Beating Cancer Daily, we often have really silly, dumb jokes and we are talking to Missy so regularly because just through this conversation, it's a whole nother way for you to see how two women who are in the comedy world look at life and look at cancer and survivorship in this very unique way. And hopefully the tips that we give or some of the stories we tell will really help you get new tools in your toolbox for processing this journey and also help improve your relationships. I mean, you can just see how Missy and Jeremy use it in their relationship and my husband and I use it in our relationship. It's it's really a gift. And Missy, you have a way of so generously sharing your comic perspective with us. And I'm so grateful that you do these episodes. You have to promise me you'll come back for 15. Absolutely. It would be weird to stop at 14. <laughs> at Louis the 14th. Yeah, at Louis the 14th. I don't know. I keep that, right? British. Every French person is going. <laughs> Sorry, but, Fran. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> she needs her global history class. Yeah. No, but I I really am really just so honored to do this with you. And I'm so excited that you agreed to come back for 15. Yes, thank you. It's quite an honor for me. And I just love our time together. And I love that what we talk about could resonate with somebody who's sitting and listening. And that means the world. Yep, according to the feedback Beating Cancer Daily listeners not only love you, but they just really love hearing your perspective and hearing your stories and your big old laugh and just how honest and authentic you are. So thank you. I'm sorry you ever got cancer, thank but you. she did volunteer for Comedy Cures and perform on our stages many, many moons and moons before this ever happened. And she really does listen to the podcast and it's just been such an honor to go through your cancer journey and now survivorship with you. So I love you, dear. I love you too. Have a blessed day and I will see you tomorrow. 
If you loved today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both a listener and donor-supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to ComedyCures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.